0: There's a story that I really like that I think you may have heard before. It's about two adults who are walking down uh, the shoreline along the ocean. And they spot way in the distance uh, a small figure that appears to be doing some kind of dance, some kind of ritual dance, kind of twirling to the side and seeming to pick something up and toss and leaning down and tossing and leaning down and tossing and over and over and over again. And as the two adults get closer, they see... That it's a child, and when they get even closer, they see that about a mile up the beach, thousands, hundreds of thousands of uh, starfish have washed ashore. And this child, one after another after another, is picking up and throwing in the starfish back into the ocean. The adults see that there are so many starfish, and so one of the adults goes up to the child and said, you know, it's kind of admirable what you're doing, but you have to see how many starfish there are here, right? What difference do you really think it's going to make? And the child, without even kind of looking up at the adult, holds out the starfish and before throwing it back says... It makes a difference to this starfish. (laughs) That's kind of the meaning of today's message. That really big questions, really big perplexing questions, the kinds of things that might keep us up at night, require truly intimate answers, if we're going to make sense of them. Now, this new series honors the fact that music is... An essential part of our ministry here at Wellsprings, an absolutely essential part of our ministry and who we are, the songs that we do, not just this one today, but all the songs that we do. They are intentionally designed to make connections that the songs that some of us might be listening as we drove up here today could be the same songs that we listen to right here and right now. I remember when we were about six or eight months old as a congregation that had services from Sunday to Sunday, and we were just kind of getting our our, our real rhythm down. I mean, you guys were really starting to hit the... Uh, it took us a little while. It took all of us, including myself, a little while. You guys were really starting to to hit it. And I remember after service, uh, a parent and child attended for the first time, and that parent came up to me when the service was concluded. And I think we had done a U2 song or Rolling Stone song or someone who the child recognized, and looked up at his mom and said, Mom, we're singing a real song. (laughs) Real songs. That's what this is about, this series, Songs of the Spirit. These are songs with spiritual resonance. Some we have done before and some we have not. The goal is in doing this music music, not to be hip. It is to be relevant to our lives, to help, help unearth our desire." To continue making sense of our lives. This song here today, Do Something Good, it's by this person. It's by Tift Merritt. I don't know how many of you have heard of her. I absolutely think she is just the greatest thing since sliced bread. She does Americana. She does alt country. She does rock and roll. She has an album from about a decade ago that you could swear was recorded in 1966 with the same musicians who backed Aretha Franklin. Classic soul R&B. She is just incredible. Now, she's something of a critic's darling. She has not made a huge impact, but, you know, if something that happens today, one of the small outcomes will be that you now know the name Tiff Merritt. Well, I've done that small thing good this morning. (laughs) Now, the reason I love this song most particularly in addition to the fact that it's beautiful is it contrasts with this song. Maybe you know that. Imagine by John Lennon. Now, I will be up front, and you may differ with my opinion, I love John Lennon, but I have never liked this song. I have never liked this song. It is overused from my perspective. But here's what I really don't like about it. It's this line. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Someday, I hope someday you will join us and the world will be as one. That is classic John Lennon. He already has evolved to the point where he can speak down to the rest of us mere mortals. And someday we would hope to meet John Lennon in that place where he has evolved to. And then everything will be okay. John Lennon is the classic embodiment of the idealist. I preached on this a couple years ago. The classic embodiment of the idealist. And there's nothing wrong with having ideals. But you know what? Those ideals have to be real. And they have to be grounded. And they have to require not simply imagination. And they also have to have some humility. So I'm sorry, John. I never heard any story where you gave up all your possessions. It just wasn't true. Tiff Merritt's invitation is different. It is more mature, and it is more humble. The line that comes up over and over and over again, your life is small, you know you could, if nothing else, do something good. And I love that she includes herself in one of those verses. My life is small, I know I could, if nothing else, do something good. She is implicated, like all of us are implicated, in this opportunity to grow. I love this song because I am someone... As perhaps you are, who has moments of feeling overwhelmed by the amount of sorrow and suffering and injustice in the world. Just the plain old unfairness sometimes of this life that we lead. This song brings to my mind my favorite quote about the nature of the spiritual life that I've said for as long as I am here, however long that will be, I will bring this quote up every six to nine months, I think. It's by Pema Chodron the American Buddhist nun. I'm going to paraphrase it because it's quite a long quote. She talks about that the image for many people of the spiritual life is this: as if we are ascending a mountain up to the very top where the air will be clear and there will be no more problems and everything will be revealed to us crystalline and all the issues of our lives will melt away. She said the only issue... Well, actually, there are many issues, but she says the real big issue with that image of the spiritual life is that in that image we leave everyone else behind. Our suffering pets, our alcoholic brother-in-law, all the people who are still struggling with fear and loss and grief and anger. And so she said the real image of the spiritual life is not up, 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 away, but it is if we inverted that mountain and the mountain heads down and in. As we learn to walk that path down and in, we recognize we are not trying to get away. We are trying to accompany others in their walk away from fear, away from sorrow, away from their unhealed hurts. And Pema Chodron says, and I love this image, it is one of my favorite images of what is sacred. She says we can find at the very center of that inverted mountain... The healing waters of love that will not die. Always here for us. The healing waters of love that will not die at the center of us. Not some abstraction. Not some ideal that if we only imagine it and everyone joins John Lennon, that everything will be perfect and okay. Not to give in to some grand theory. I mean, the song begins with a pretty large statement about the nature of reality. There are no countries. There are no signs. I don't know why we draw these lines. I don't know what you see here, but there's nothing separating us. That is a statement about the ultimate nature of reality. There's a danger with grand overviews. Because sometimes the grandest overview we have, the bigger idea we have about reality or about our own control, the more that we can ignore reality. Today is a really good day to remember this lesson because of this. 100 years ago today, the Titanic sank. And I am not going to go into the saga of Jack and Rose For those of you who are my Facebook friends, you already know what I think about the idea that the movie Titanic in 1997 beat out L.A. Confidential and Goodwill Hunting for best picture. If we need to talk about that after service, it's going to be a long conversation from my perspective. So beyond what the popular imagination and mythology of the Titanic says, here's the reality. The reality is that the Titanic went to sea, the unsinkable boat, the largest boat there was, a hundred years ago, with less than half the lifeboats that it needed, because it had an idea of itself that it was unsinkable, and guess what? It sunk. And so of the 2200 passengers and crew, only 700 survivors. There is a huge difference between grand oversight of our lives and a big theory about what will work and versus grand oversight, something that is called insight, an intimate way of seeing our lives paying attention to our lives, not skipping over the details, but knowing that if we pay attention enough to the intimate details, we will see, in fact, the profound truths that connect us with all of reality. Two weeks from now, I will be 48 in hours into a full seven days of silence. I am going on what is called a vipassana. That's the Buddhist term for insight, meditation, meditation. Seven days of silence, and yes, if you've been here for a while, you know how much I like to talk, but I would like to be quiet even more. That's what insight is about. It is about getting to know the nature of our own lives so much so that we actually can see that which is outside of ourselves clearly. Because finally, what is inside is also outside. It is all Here. This song, Do Something Good, pivots on that distinction between the grand overview and the intimate insight that connects us with all of life. The facts of life are big. Sometimes the facts of life are overwhelming. But the meaning of life, for there to be true meaning in life for us, must always be intimate. We must feel it. We must be connected to it. Because on the moral and the spiritual level, that is what makes a difference. Staying in touch, having an integrated relationship with the meaning of our lives to move, yes, from that grand imagination, that capacity to dream into the reality of our lives. There have been great dreamers and dreamers much better than John Lennon, by the way, because those are the ones who connected the dreams such as Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., who, yes, had a dream and then brought that dream into reality in a way that, by the way, I mean, now we can celebrate him on postage stamps and have a day off for him. He pissed people off when he was living. He made people uncomfortable when he was living. He made a lot of white people uncomfortable when he was living because he said there is this big part of society that we are not paying attention to. And if we want to live out the true meaning of our creed, we have to learn to pay attention no matter how much it makes us uncomfortable. And we have to learn to pay attention to the reality of each other's suffering. That's very different that says, come join us and the world will be as one. Ah, wouldn't that be nice? But life is more complex than that. Life is not perfect, but we can make it better. And so the work of our time means paying attention to the sorrow that is still here, not just looking back to the past and saying, ah, how far have we come? And we have. But recognizing those moments when we look at the suffering of the world and as the song says, I know it hurts a little bit, but aren't you still in love with it? Connecting back to the world and the way sometimes the world breaks our hearts. To follow love into action means that we are willing to see, willing to see both the improvements that we have made and how far we need to go. On a grand scale, I mean, I haul this out of my pocket, these wonderful gadgets and toys that connect us, these wonderful gadget and toys, that until perhaps, I don't know, the last couple months, I know I didn't think particularly much about where this amazing machine comes from. And then we started to hear, as perhaps some of you did, perhaps even read the uh, article in Newsweek magazine or online at the Daily Beast about Foxconn, this word that perhaps not a lot of us knew, Foxconn in China, that had a whole raft of worker suicides and overwork and underpay. And Foxconn's response to the worker suicides was to put out larger nets in the dormitories where the folks were housed. Well, I, and perhaps many of you, did things like get in touch with our Congress people, or sign online petitions, or just pay more attention. And Foxconn announced a couple weeks ago that they were making real changes in the quality of their workers' lives. They were going to pay them more and make sure they were working in more humane conditions. Better safeguards and better pay for their workers. This is not a small thing. But it doesn't mean everything is taken care of and it doesn't mean and the world now can live as one. There will be additional challenges and there will be additional countries that look the other way when it comes to human rights violations and there will be a search for for cheaper labor. That's why I love the words of the song. This world is incomplete. Its dreams are startled. Into the stream. Sometimes when we really pay attention to our world inside and outside, we have to be willing to be startled. We have to be willing to be troubled, sometimes by our own guilty consciences, and not stay simply in that place of. I have a guilty conscience, so I'm going to put it back to sleep or it doesn't matter. But to follow that guilty conscience into a place where the guilt can ease because we know we are taking steps to ease the suffering of other people. Now that's a real big thing, Apple and Foxconn. Smaller and close to home. We give almost all weeks here at the clinic. I was just meeting with executive director of the clinic this past week and they are so grateful for the money we have given them and the tests that their people can get because of the tens of thousands of dollars that we've given away and I've also heard from many of you that we're looking to go deeper that we're looking to get more connected we're looking not just to write checks but to give our hands and our time More to the suffering that is here in our midst. About six months ago, we had a day of service in the congregation. And some of us went to the clinic to help them clean up. And a bunch of us, and I was with this group, went over to a place called the Good Samaritan Shelter, which is in Phoenixville. And it's a part of Phoenixville that is not the most sexy part of Phoenixville. It's a part of the world that perhaps looks a little rough. Good Samaritan Shelter cares for people who have lost their houses. It cares for the homeless, giving them 45-day shelter emergency if they need it, or giving them longer-term transitional housing so that they are able to get back on their feet. I talked with some folks in the congregation a couple weeks ago. We've been doing a lot of talking in the last few months as well we should because we face some of our own challenges here about how we want to share our energy amongst us and beyond us here at Wellsprings. And so we're going to do another day of service at Good Samaritan Shelter. It's June 16th. It's a Saturday morning. Kids are invited. I invite you, if you are able, please join in that day. And it doesn't mean the world will live as one immediately because of our small efforts. But who knows what it will build into over time? Who knows the relationships that we will build with people who our lives may not have us see very often? This capacity to build relationships and to continue to pay attention, it has a saving property. This past week, I just finished in one day pretty much reading The Hunger Games, the first book. I mean, I can't tell you the work I blew off. I mean, I stayed up until five o'clock in the morning writing this message because I was reading The Hunger Games all day long. (laughs) And I've just started the second book. And by the way, if I didn't have to be here this morning... I would have stayed up until 6 o'clock this morning finishing the second book of The Hunger Games. And you know what The Hunger Games gets so right? Well, it gets many things right. But like Harry Potter or like Lord of the Rings, it describes a world that sometimes is so brutal, is designed to bludgeon the hope out of us. And then what calls those heroes and heroines back and back and back to their lives, not to choose simply to give up, It is the reality of connecting relationships. It is the reality that life can always and should always be dreamt large. But life's meanings most profoundly are lived in the intimate connections. That is what can help keep us alive and in this life when we find ourselves despairing. And so I love the way this song ends. An image of a child. An image of a child that is startled. An image of a child that has another day, new day born inside. This yearning to connect. This vulnerable yearning to connect. This desire to be with one another. It's one of our core values. Poor beliefs here at Wellsprings. We talk about like a pebble dropped into a pool. We do not know how far the ripples of our actions may reach. I find that to be amazing news. Because for a control freak like me, the fact that I cannot control outcomes is an amazing thing. All I can do is hope to shape. All any of us can do is hope to shape the power of our own intentions and to hope and pray that our good, loving actions are part of that integrated flow of the universe to love and to justice and to kindness. Perhaps then our prayers will not make it be so, but our prayers will be, may my own goodness and decency match up and meet up with the goodness and decency of others. And may something wonderful come of that. There's a quote from one of our leading lights of our tradition. I talk a lot about Emerson and Thoreau. This is a guy named Theodore Parker who is one of their contemporaries. Theodore Parker who guarded in his own house with a shotgun runaway slaves in the 1840s and 1850s, put his own life on the line for other people's lives because he believed so powerfully in decency and dignity and justice. This quote has been paraphrased by Martin Luther King and many others, but I love the original because it's very humble. Theodore Parker, in the midst of struggling for justice and kindness and love and more of these in life, said, I do not pretend to understand the arc of the moral universe. The arc is a long one, and my eye reaches but little ways to it. I cannot calculate the curve or complete the figure by the experience of my sight alone, but I can divine it through my conscious conscience. And from what I perceive, I hope it bends towards justice. This humility and decency and kindness. To hold these as fragile hopes at the center of ourselves is to know that there is always work to do. And so I go back to that story that I opened with and I want to put a little postscript on it, not one that I've heard before, but this is the way I'd like the story to go. This is my prayer. Is that those adults and their cynicism and what good are you going to do? What difference are you going to make? And hearing that answer, it makes a difference to this starfish, the little kid says, and a little child should lead them. And these two adults all of a sudden see what a, excuse my language, bullshit thing cynicism is. And they start picking up starfish. And other people come along. And they start picking up starfish. And other people come along. And they start picking up starfish. And eventually, the beach is cleared of starfish. And the starfish have all found their way home. Our lives are small. We know we could, if nothing else, do something good. Amen. And may you live in blessing. Let's pray together. O oh, great and eternal spirits, it offers the invitation this day to see and to perceive and to widen the awareness, to let more of life in so that we may let more of life out. Even if it is troubling, even if what we see is difficult. To know that the sources of love and light and joy and justice and compassion within us, these are truly limitless qualities. But they only make a difference if we practice today. If we perceive today. May we have the power of moral and spiritual courage to move from imagination to action. And to be healers and to be healed. Amen.